The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Apologies, apologies. Hello and welcome. You are Larkin Live with the Sword and Shield. You are with us live. Twitch.tv slash Wrestling Brain, baby. It is a great time to be here. It is friggin' full gear week. It is time to get after it in earnest. I am so excited. I know the Brainiacs are so excited. I don't know how anybody in their right mind who has had uh, the internet in the last week could not be so excited. Wrestle I have been 23 brains, wrestle 23 brains, wrestle 23 Eddie brains. Kingston, basically since Friday evening, I have been thinking nonstop about doing AE double dudes with my brother, with my tag team partner, with the other half, with the sword and shield, with the new kings of wrestling, with the brainiacs here live at twitch.tv and to you, the podcast listeners, the nasty casties on the wrestling brain podcast. Tell them my voice, my friends. I am fired up for full gear week, an incredible week, an incredible time to be here. We thank you for being with us, and I am so happy to see to my right, your left. It is the man himself, the brain genius, Mifter 50K, looking sun-kissed, looking absolutely fantastic, perfectly coiffed, beautiful beard, not a single hair out of place back on the show after week vacations. Josh Custodio, my man, my friend, my guy. Welcome back. I missed this. Ooh, I missed this. The energy that only the surge of a good dynamite leading into doing the AE double dudes with my brother, as you said, the other half of the Schlord and Shield, the man of a hundred likes. These Zoobs, uh, and Zoobs, that feeling mm. is inhabiting my body because I thought we had some fun tonight. We're going to, of course, talk to the Brainiacs in the chat. We're, of course, going to break down this highs and lows edition of Dynamite. Highs and lows. I would agree with that. Highs and lows edition of Dynamite will, of course, get into the nitty gritty. We've got the show bottom to top. We've got a hype train going already. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Is there some subs to thank then? Uh, well, you and I, the first two subs, which you love to see. Jay Iggs, 11 months on an 11-month streak. That takes you all the way back to the beginning of the year, my man. Uh, that's day one-ish. That's day one is H. Uh, I, another reminder, every week I come on here, another reminder to make a 12-month sub badge. We will get, we will get there when we get there. Uh, but a great time. To be alive, a great time to enjoy wrestling. If I got to tell you this week, Fruits Redible with the 12 months, there's somebody who's getting the one year badge when we get there. The good doctor. Always near to my heart, Fruits Redible. In the house. Uh, I got to tell you, Tony Khan pulling a page out of the Josh Custodio book this week and saying, wrestling fans, no wrestling fans. Tell a friend, have them tune in tonight. We got a little bit, uh, I don't want to say worked, but there was a bit of like, they said Okada. Let's well, say it. They said Okada about eight times in the show tonight. And they said Okada yeah. Give me the badge. on the internet earlier this week. We got Jay's Retro for five months. We got Matty Mac for 12 months. Another guy getting the one-year badge. Okada's on this show. You just saw it. 
on Joshua's side. And if you're not watching live, uh, <laughs> you don't get to see Okada on the show. But uh, yeah, I, Zoops, I, will I think say, we already have more subs than the entire week where I wasn't here. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's good to be back. All right, I, I keep forgetting to reset the daily sub counter, but uh, you are absolutely right. It's great to see folks, the Brainiacs, people fired up. I think I think. Eddie Kingston, which we're going to get into. I have a lot to say about Eddie Kingston uh, this week. I think we need to pull back the curtain and talk about how we've been talking about Eddie Kingston. And we'll do that because uh, he appeared twice on this show tonight. Uh, McVander Hughes is in his new digs on the new computer. McVander Hughes, congrats on the move. I feel like we've been on a journey with McVander Hughes, knowing the, the pre-move, the move, and now he's there with the new computer setup. Feeling like family. Good friend Jake saying nasty casties. Yeah, Zoobs was a little too kind to them. I'm here for the Brainiacs, the live twitch viewer you know these people on the podcast they're fine to me i i don't even know that they exist i don't see the numbers i don't pay for the lips in i, I don't know heads or tails about the podcast i'm here for the damn brainiacs in the chat chase retro subscribing with twitch prime zooms it couldn't be easier to subscribe to the channel with twitch prime and you all already know what that is thank you for joining us enough of the plug zooms i think you know what time it is it's time to do what it is we do best around here on a scale of one to seven one being the worst seven being the best zooms what did you and the brainiacs in the chat give tonight's episode of aw dynamite ready to give this bad boy a six man oh yeah oh i'm maybe i'm you know once again maybe it's residual like i'm just so excited all the time uh, I came into this really, really hyped, really happy. Fives and fives and halves and sixes all over the board. Um, listen, I, you know, there were some lulls. Obviously, there were some downs. There always is, but uh, I'm just so fired up for for full gear. And I listen, know, when you man. give me last match of the night is Pac against Dax Harwood, uh, you know <laughs> that's going to get points for yeah. me. I thought the contract signing with the end was was, was really nice. Um, you know, obviously you have to have something screw to screwy happen, but it wasn't over. Like they let them have a really some really good moments. So yeah, in terms of the the screwy ending, that was a pretty light dose. Uh, Zoobs, I was throwing out the fishing rod there because Tony Khan, of course, had a little Zoobs bait in the water on tonight's episode. Absolutely which right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm sure we're going to get to McVander. You didn't watch? Going to watch? Well, I listened to the double dudes. I appreciate that. that very much. That's McVander. I, I like that. I like that as a way to take in the show because sure. it'll be like we're reviewing it as it happens in the world. I think that's cool. So, Zeus, I'm a five on tonight's show, but maybe I will adjust as the night goes on, as we go down beat for beat. We know that does happen. Um, yeah. Seven, wow. Seven from, from Matty Frequency. Nice. 6.5 from America's so bad. That's up there. The 6.5 is like, you know, basically Okada is your, is your half point up. Zooms, we do have to dive into the show top to bottom as we do, and we will. But I want to address a couple things out the gate uh, that I think we have to talk about to frame tonight's episode. Because Rampage sort of is going to be the de facto go-home show for every pay-per-view, I guess. Yes. But Dynamite being the core program, is it still fair for me to call tonight a go-home show? I think Tony Khan himself called it a go-home show. I'm pretty okay, sure great. he used that exact verbiage. I do consider it that, not just because we host this show, but because... Um, I don't see a lot left on the table, right? We, 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 they, they did the contract signing. They, yep. they did, uh, we know what, we know who the finalists are for the tournament. Right. Uh, we basically know everything we need to know. So I, I, I consider that, I consider that the go home show. I, I will say, um, I, I'm, I will be open now. to listening to, uh, to alternative answers to that, especially if you were, uh, you were, you know, uh, hosting a Friday show on this very network. But, you know, again, Tony Khan's suite itself. Tonight, 
opens a huge week of wrestling. We're hours from the Go Home Wednesday night dynamite. So we close the Go Home Wednesday, but I do consider it Go Home Show. Glad to hear that you, and it seems like the chat mostly agrees, Cardenza saying, it's a Go Home Show because you go to the show and then you go home. Bang. That's the exact sort of joke my father loves. I don't Back mean him. it's a dad joke. I mean, my father loves whatever style of joke that would say. Nice one online. like, who's going to say Okada more tonight? AEW or Zoobs? I mean, it's always going to be Zoobs. Let's listen, be honest. If, you could hear, if only you could hear my inner monologue. It's the Okadas I'm not saying that are impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Zoobs, but- <laughs> the, the second thing of framing I want to get to before we dive into the show is that no matter what critiques I lay on Dynamite tonight, Uh, And I do have a few. My excitement for full gear is is at full gear. It's whatever the top score could be for excitement for a pay-per-view Saturday. I'm there. You've got my money. You've got me in the door. I'm thrilled to do this show after the pay-per-view. Come back for that if you're enjoying this. Of course, we'll be live the moment that pay-per-view ends. How, where are you, Zoobs, uh, after tonight's Dynamite, in terms of anticipation for full gear? And maybe the chat as well. I am 100% sold. And, and I think if you would ask me this a week and a half ago, I would be like, yeah, I'm excited. Obviously, we're getting Kenny Hangman. That's pretty cool. Uh, sort of waiting for something else to pop. And not to beleaguer this too much, but uh, Eddie Kingston made my pay-per-view money off of me uh, last weekend. Eddie Kingston... Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston. I'm, I'm, I probably thought Eddie Kingston more than I thought Okada. And Pete Blackburn, my guy. Pete with a Pete. rate of 34. Thank you, Pete. Hopefully uh, some of the extra toasties are here to, uh, to be part of the wrestling discussion. We appreciate it, Pete. If you want to follow along Night of a Thousand Brainiacs, we are coming up. We're just about 70 shy. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate it. It is uh, followers only. Yeah. Those Common sense, Sam. Uh, not a fan of the followers only chat using an emoji that says okay bye the exact sort of person we're hoping to chase away with the followers only chat thank you common sense sam uh greatly appreciate it hey beep lapper and thank you so much for the raid you want to talk about a, uh, talk about a good time if you're looking for a good time and you've had a couple of drinks i'll tell you this uh you get a couple of drinks rampage is over you watch dynamite rampage you go over to pete's stream when they're when they're doing marbles it gets it gets intense it gets intense you get a couple beers in you you, you put a marble in the race you're having a night. I'll say that much. You said it perfect. Those marble races blow my mind. Zoobs, let's dive into Dynamite. Of course, the show kicks off with the worst music you could possibly stumble into anywhere in the world. And we open with a treat, Zoobs. I was not expecting to see the Orange Cassidy induction into chaos and the Brian Danielson versus uh, Rocky Romero match to kick off Dynamite. I thought this would be our main event tonight. Where were you on this? Did, did Were you surprised that this was the opener? Excited? Imagine being upset about Dan O'Brien being the first person on your screen on a television show. Brian Danielson. I'm gonna do this. I'll do it over and over again. Uh, listen, man, badass. These guys have great. Uh, these guys have great chemistry. I I love seeing it. Hard hitting, uh, real beauty. Uh, I love the style that Brian Danielson is wrestling with right now. I fucking love it. I love the different move and every match. Uh, absolute sucker for this shit. So I'm literally. I will guarantee you this on this show. I'm never gonna complain about the show going right into a match having it be immediately one of the best people to ever do it. Uh, absolutely friggin' also the wall, great. Hook me immediately. Absolutely, absolutely fucking greatest. Credenza, absolutely correct. The no finishing move is the coolest finishing move. Could not agree more. I love to, I love today. I love the, the signature, the kicks, transitioning into attempting the label lock, seeing the label lock isn't going to get it done, transitioning that into a tequila sunrise for the tap. Woo! Doctor, that is the recipe for success in this guy's temple. Let me tell you that much. 
Uh, is that, uh, do we need more shouts out to Conan on TV? I haven't seen a Tequila Sunrise uh, in a long time. So a shouts out, of course, to the LWO. Uh, really, really enjoyed uh, Rocky Romero versus Daniel Bryan. And yet one of my least favorite Daniel Bryan matches since he's been to AEW. But I was reminded of how much I like Rocky Romero's smoothness. Uh, the guy is butter in ring. I feel like he fits AEW in a way that if he were to show up, a little more often, it, it wouldn't hurt. But Zeus, I want to talk to you about a little piece of commentary in the middle of this match. JR shouts out, to me, Brian Danielson is the underdog against Miro this Saturday. I actually like this framing of no matter how rough and tumble and MMA influence Brian Danielson's going to be here against a physical monolith like Miro, he has to be the underdog. And I felt like this match was sort of telling that story too with Brian Danielson fighting from under until the grappling exchanges. Yeah, I think that rocks. I think it's a good way to sort of set up uh, in advance, sort of quietly hint at how we can expect that to sort of play out in terms of a story, which, as we have said many, many times, it's not really about the moves. It's about the story that is told with those moves. And I think uh, setting us up for that and sort of allowing that to be um, a guy that's, you know, having hard fought matches, having a hard fought match against Rocky Romero, having a hard fought match against basically everybody who goes in there, right? really having to pull it out against Eddie Kingston, who we love and we have tons of respect for, but they certainly haven't treated him in terms of the way that his uh, booking has gone in this television show as like a title contender, right? You're not like, oh, he's Could he you just... name an Eddie Kingston win? Frankly, he's... But I... I can think of one because it stood out in my mind as weird because didn't he beat Lance Archer? Yeah, that was the only one in my head was like, it had to, it was Lance, right? Yeah. Not a lot, which is really, you, you look at so many of the greats, Mick Foley and The Rock are tremendous examples of this. Their pay-per-view win-loss records are abysmal. Think, think of Mick Foley and all of your favorite matches, all of his favorite feuds. Now try to think of one he's on the winning end of. Just the, you, just the famous, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't do it. There's, there's a, a Taker, Edge, Orton, uh, Triple H, there's none of them. And so as if these tremendous characters, you know, bring you back into wanting to see them win – it means more than the win or loss itself. And I think Eddie Kingston is a living, breathing example of that. But what do you think? Is Brian Danielson an underdog in AEW or is he an ass kicker? You can't really be both. Yeah. I mean, listen, cars on the table. He's not, you know, he hasn't been an underdog in, in, in years. <laughs> and he's a guy that is you, uh, similar to uh, where we are with punk right now. As much as you want to do the, like, does punk still have it as a storyline? Like, until it looks like he's going to eat a loss, you are absolutely not under the impression that like he was going to lose to Rocky Romero. Uh, I would I would love it if they do finesse us a, a Miro win on the weekend. I think that, I think that would be top choice. Might even have to keep her to kick it on that later. We'll see. Uh, as a match, Zoobs, did this? Uh, this was maybe my least favorite. Like I said, of the Daniel Bryan. Uh, AEW matches, which granted is an extremely lofty bar to clear, as I've greatly enjoyed a huge amount of them. Did this? Did you like this more than me? Did you think this was uh, right in line with sort of the quality we've seen so far? Yeah, sounds like I did. Sounds like I did. I, I thought, uh, and somebody pointed out here in the chat very correctly, a lot of good technical wrestling tonight on the show, and I think uh, this fits mm -hmm. right in with with what was a uh, better than Bowens. Yeah, I would say that is that is a correct assertion that I would say. I thought it, I thought I did like it a lot. I'm with Matty Mac. I'm with Gumby. Um, I I as well like. Rocky Romero, I think he's a good match for Brian Danielson in size and in style. I think they do mesh really well together. And and as I said, I, I sort of my takeaway from this as I was watching it, what I had fly into my head a couple times was like, I just love the style 
that uh, that they're letting BD wrestle right now. It's it's all out. It's balls to the wall, but it's also like really uniquely his. It's it's really uniquely like they let him be savage. It, it's not, you know, he when there's a rope break, he throws a fucking brutal knee to the ribs. Still, like I I just sort of love that he is with that. Um, I get till five. I get you know not not in a not in a in a I hate to use the bland term of a heel way, but in like a I'm here to inflict punishment, and it's what I do. It's my my style is pain and punishment. I think that's really effective, and um, yeah, I I, uh, I thought it was I thought it was very good, and and got me right into the show, ready to go. Yeah, and something that I think is so cool is when it is time for Brian Danielson to to make the comeback or become the ass kicker or what have you, the American Dragon breathes. I saw an interview with him today uh, on uh, Ariel Hawani's show, the MMA Hour, and he was talking about how. He thinks that his sort of secret sauce or something that makes people connect with him is that his style is believable because when it's time for him to take on these behemoths or these these faster people or stronger people, he's doing it in ways that make sense for a guy his size. He's chopping them down. He's interrupting their offense. He's countering is something that he made a big point of or taking their motion and moving it forward. And that isn't something that we didn't know about Ryan Danielson, but I was watching with that lens, having just heard that interview fresh in my mind. And gosh, is it ever true? <laughs> that is just exactly uh, summed up, I think, what makes him one of the things that makes him so great. And that was well on display in this match. Yeah, just to close that out, I think uh, I love to hear that. And I love I love getting that insight because it does sort of change the way that you watch. But mm-hmm. um, I think it speaks to something that we are obviously fans of. And I think we've talked about it a couple times, but um, I just love when a guy has a rationale behind what he's doing. It's so yes. easy. And I think. Um, a common complaint, not one that I have, but one that could be is easy for folks to have that maybe don't connect with some people is like, yeah, the guy does, the guy has a crazy move set. He has every move under the sun, but he's just doing moves because he can do moves. Right. right? That's Will that Ospreay is, syndrome. Will Ospreay. There's a there's a handful of guys you could you could pull this at. Will is a great example. But um, I think learning that and and having that experience and making that work for you uh, is a huge, huge, huge piece of the puzzle. And uh, he's got it figured out. Obviously, he's a master of the craft. There's, there's no, there's no second way about it. I know some people are sort of teasing Malachi Black when he put out those interviews right after he left New York, and it's like, okay, man, it's, it's like, oh, and the the background of this meant this. But I kind of like knowing that they're thinking about it as much as I am. There's Absolutely. My favorite television yeah. shows are the ones that treat the audience like you're really paying attention. It's not going to spoon feed you everything. It's expecting that you're going to be taking in things. So I, I, I appreciate that. Absolutely right. Tony Schiavone's in the ring, introducing the inner circle. Bum, bum, bana, bum, bum, bana. You know, these guys, Chris Jericho and the fellas. Zeus, when you hear Judas, when you see the inner circle, what, is the, what sort of feelings do you get these days? I say, oh, we're still doing this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. Oh, that was here's, the, here, here's the fellas. Now, uh, okay. I, I, I think before I I'll cut you no, off, please. I... The thing that sort of sticks is, uh, oh boy, oh boy, I got a big fumble what on the save, other though. Yeah, I appreciate that. Is uh, Santana and Ortiz still hanging out with these guys, eh? I don't know. What do they, what do they talk about with these fellas? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Yeah, what are they talking about? Santana, Ortiz, Chris Jericho. Sam- uh, listen, I remember a time, and you're, this is going to sound crazy, to you, but you, you have to believe me that this is true, where Judas was an incredibly over-entrance, yeah. Uh, Chris Jericho felt like a focal piece of this company. 
But but good lord, could could a guy overstate the value of his entrance? How many times is the heel cut off, or is there going to be some sort of angle around the Judas entrance? This time it's right before the course. Oh, dang, Navid, it's American Top Team. And, of course, when they're attacked, the music has to stop right then. The crowd does want to scream, what have I become? But how many times can we really go to this well of all the people really want to sing Judas? We'll have it uh, in the palm of their hands. We can admit the truth that the guitar guy ruined it forever. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm <laughs> that, that is the truth. I'm, has it been good once since then? I'm going to go ahead with a strong end on that. I'm going to circle the end. Uh, Matty freaking C says he thinks, oh boy, good friend Jake saying, can I stop seeing the inner circle on my TV screen? Gumby saying, normally I groan so loud I scare the cat. Cardenza saying he's much more interested, or they're much more interested in the individual members of the inner circle besides Jake, Jack, Jake Hager. Uh, and Matty Matt correctly pointing out that Okada wrote Judas. And that, that is true that while we didn't see Okada, Okada was on the show in some way, it's easy. He was on that show because they played Judas and he's on this show because there's the Lord and Savior Rainmaker. Oh. He's here. We can afford him. I don't know. I I don't know that I am interested in each individual member of the inner circle more than the group. I don't have a ton of. Yeah, I don't uh, like Sammy Guevara either. So I suppose. Yeah, proud and powerful is about it for me. Yeah, I suppose I'm more. I still think there's Chris Jericho just needs to turn heel. I suppose because his idea of what a baby face is sucks, and so he's just going to do an annoying heel act. I could maybe still get into it, but yeah, Hager and Guevara. Not especially my guys. Um, Cadenza points out, thank you for the correct pronouns, Josh. Might be a good time for you to quickly get in. We have some We have some riders. Just quickly, or pardon me, some riders are very all-encompassing. A very easy way to get kicked out would be to be homophobic, transphobic, uh, sexist, uh, anything like that. You're very gone. happy to get you out of here immediately. No problem. We've got the Matty Mac in the chat, the mod of the house, the axe alongside of Sword of Shield. And if you say anything... Along lines of what Zoobs just pointed out. If, if you think, oh, should I maybe say this? Lean on no. Because Matty Mac <laughs> will behead you. Listen, there, there's people. Matty Mac once DM'd me and he was like, oh, this guy is kind of on the fence. Should I? Should I? The answer is always yes. Absolutely. You're right. We don't <laughs> want it here. We'll take, the, we'll, we'll take a smaller audience if there's less trash in it. Always, always, always. Um, like Nick Gage says, trans rights are human rights. And that's yeah. uh, right here as well. And, and um, Taz seems to be annoyed by... Uh, Sammy Guevara, which is all I need to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Taz, that was a great clip, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, with <but> my colors. <laughs> so funny. Halloween. The the absolute absolute best. Good friend Jake saying Guevara should try being likable, and then I'll get around to liking him. I I don't like the style. That's my problem. He's the PWG baby. It's uh, it's the style. There's just nothing. That, he's a great wrestler. Who could possibly say otherwise? But in terms of oh, what what is the style that's going to get me out of bed it's not going to be serviced by uh by them taz is also annoyed by people that don't like pronouns which i mean i think he means saying trans rights i, I believe in taz is on the right side of history on anything until proven otherwise that they, they teach they teach you pronouns in like great in like kindergarten right it's like yeah. the first thing you learn about any language just how to do pronouns <laughs> it could not be easier it's i i just assume people get it because it's not it is not tricky to do at all uh, I wasn't sure. So Scorpio Sky and All Ego. First of all, I thought a great showing by All Ego Ethan Page in this segment when they finally yeah, get on too. the horn and run out. Came across like a star looking mint in the shirt, all this kinds of thing. Uh, I thought it was a tremendous, tremendous bit of business for him. I, I don't know. Scorpio Sky, I don't know. Am I missing it? Is he not that good? I Did he fuck up the bugard? He might be broken in half on purpose. Is that like a heel thing? I, I don't know. It just never quite dovetails for me with Scorp. Am I, am I on an island here? 
No, I don't think you are. Uh, Heart note, Guevara in the inner circle jacket is every River, Riverdale character fused into one. I, I, you can tell me anything is happening <laughs> in this funny. plot of Riverdale, and I would be, I'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, is that show yeah. on still, Riverdale? I, it must be. It must be. That was a big deal at one point in time. It was. It gets sweet- filmed here, so everybody's always like, oh, I saw Jughead. Swear, swear to God, man, Sweet Boys, one of the first things that we ever talked about in that uh, DM was Riverdale. It was like with Riverdale and wrestling was the two things we talked about. And then midway through season two, I was like, yeah, I'm 34 years old. I don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> we are old. Um, Zoops, this crowd hated Dan Lambert. The mention of his name eliciting giant booze. Where is American Top Team's place on this card? It's so confusing to me because they elicit a reaction, but I don't like the feud they're in. I feel like they're mostly using the pieces they have, but it's a little bit disfocused. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, is, is this a good act, American Top Team, or is it is it a little too muddled? I think the I think the um, combination of them with Man of the Year is sort of what causes that. Um, mm-hmm. But they is, need wrestlers, right? I'll be absolutely. They do. It, it it needs to have a coherent reason to be on the show, right? You have to. It, it has to circle around to like they're here to do this. I think. I think it's just. I think it might just be the guys they picked, or maybe it's, um, the fact that the guys have sort of the the men of the year have not really found their footing in anywhere. They haven't really ever really clicked in that level and that like other than Dan Lambert saying he's with them they haven't really explained why these MMA guys would care about Scorpio Sky and 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 right. Ethan Page You're right so, there hasn't really been they, they don't feel like oil and vinegar in terms of they don't mix only in that they haven't mixed like it's just yeah maybe they do just need to make that clearer why the men of the year what's their connection to Dan Lambert because they don't even seem especially they talk up uh Ethan Page's judo black belt a little bit but they don't even feel like the most martial arts adjacent guys on the roster right so yeah. um exactly right yeah. saying Dan Lambert gonna... and Jericho would be very funny if you were going to grab MMA guys you could do you could do better than than Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page yeah, I, I mean, I'm starting to feel like I don't know that Ethan Page needs that needs the Dan Lambert mouthpiece. Don't think that he needs the group around him. I think, I think for him, it almost it almost feels like they're afraid to take the real step forward with him. And I and I felt like we were getting yes. there in the Darby situation, right? In the Darby, yes, in the Darby feud, it was like, okay, here's the guy. This is the guy we're looking for, and it, it almost feels like they're they're not taking the step that I thought they should take coming out of that feud. See, it's funny, Zoom's. I actually agree with you on everything, but my takeaway from it, as we were thinking about it, is almost the opposite. I was thinking, dump everyone except Lambert and All Ego. Mm-hmm. Let All Ego go with a Dan Lambert manager thing. Uh, I know pe- people, before somebody says it in the chat, people love to say, All Ego can talk. Why, why would he need a manager? Which is truly one of the worst wrestling takes that's out there. Uh, <laughs> uh, CM Punk and Paul Heyman, Bobby the Brain Heenan and Rick Rude. There's countless... Great manager, great talker pairings where they elevate each other and the interplay is where the magic is. So I'd like to see that. Uh, how many MMA folks have they had in these segments, says Roots Were Edible? Who was even wrestling Saturday? All of them look terrible in these beatdown segments. Yeah, it is a little sloppy. To, to answer his question with some legitimacy, it's all ego Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Dan Lambert, and Junior Dos Santos uh, taking on the inner circle. Um, And I, listen... I I agree. I loved Dan Lambert. Somebody said it up top. Sorry, the chat's moved on. But that uh, Dan Lambert putting Jericho into the walls of Jericho and then being like, 
this isn't the walls of Jericho. This is a Boston crab first used in 1974 or whatever it was. I mean, I, I just think it's hilarious. I don't know what to tell people. I think it's great stuff out of Dan Lambert. And I think, listen, Snacks for Hire saying uh, Dan Lambert could should vaccinate Jericho in ring. You can only get so big of a pop from me. If they let Dan Lambert hook the leg and bring Chris Jericho, that's a win to me. I'm not expecting it, though. I think uh, the crowd will get behind Jericho in time for him to absolutely wail Dan Lambert in a street fight, probably through something gnarly, through a table, something to that extent. Right, Zeus? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. No, no Paige Van Zandt this week. Well, I think... I, last week you weren't here. I was like, okay, Paige Van Zant's the is the one of this Paige entire star. of this entire thing. Paige is the one that I'm like, okay, that she, this is the person that that I'm is getting you. out of this. Yeah, a poor Paige just she's a BKFC, the worst Fed ever. Just, just sign with AEW. Stop bare knuckle fighting for creepos in you know northern Montana, and just just come another like Lambert should be around managing people or person whatever it is. Fast day pointing out Andre Arlovsky, too. Sorry, I forgot that. Yeah, of course, the Pitbull will be there as well. Uh, will AW Full Gear have a huge surprise, asks Warm Hedgehog. I say yes. I say you see Okada or Bray Wyatt or something. Yeah, I think Okada is likely. Even if it's just a video. But yes. I think, I mean, yeah, I think we're getting video of Okada. I, I, I know. Listen, I know that's... Listen, you could have caught me on any any given week here, and I'd say, yeah, that, okay. You know, you could, Okada's, it was, it was the CM Punk is coming, uh, conversation. <laughs> I think, I think we're getting, uh, a video of Okada. Buddy Murphy, interesting, interesting guest from Good Friend Jake. Maybe he pops in. Well, is, is Okada's there, wrestling Buddy Murphy on Saturday. Is there a reasonable spot? Um, is there a reasonable spot for, for those guys to pop in? I, I mean, Okada's to me, yes. Um, yeah. So is Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy? That's on Friday, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, so something something involving the best friends. Listen, Zeus, you might remember uh, last year sometime somebody asked us, what's the dream, or maybe whenever Kenta came over, what's the dream way for Okada to come over? And you had, a, of course, a great one saying challenging Omega, you know, Okada 5 is on. And mine was saving his old pal Chuck Taylor. And uh, mine got a laugh. And the two of them, you'd have to say, mine looks outright like, <laughs> yours, like yours is the, the road is yours is the road. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> I uh, personally would lose my damn mind. Uh, Illini, Illini hockey, you want to go all the way in here? Cody and the Bucks turn on Kenny, and Ibushi comes out for the save? Question mark. We did. We did, we got an we got an Ibushi tease. We'll get to that later on the show. What do you think of that as your fantasy booking? Sure, I wouldn't complain. I'm not the I I don't I don't love Kota Ibushi in the same way everybody else does so it's but it it just in terms of the story for for Kenny, for Kenny. sort of is yeah. more than even his as a thing and and Jay I, yeah I don't think I don't think they're flying to the show I think I think if Okada's on full gear it'll be a video package yeah and I think that's all it needs to I don't be. think he's coming running out people forget you know, Jarek well, anyway not another tangent they'll say Britt Baker Rebel Jamie Hader taking on Thunder Rosa and TJ. Um, a pairing that wasn't the clearest to me, but regardless, Zoobs, I actually thought this was a pretty well-constructed six-woman tag match. What do you think? Yeah, we've we've talked a couple of these about sort of the limitations that you get from from Anna Jay and, and you know, Tay Conti obviously making strides being greatly improved and, and still having a bit of ways to go. I think this is a good, a good way to sort of, as we talked many times, um, highlight the strengths, sort of turn down the weaknesses. I think this was a good way to sort of yeah, make that all uh, come together in in a good way. Absolutely, positively impossible to deny 
that the bigger picture we're getting to here is Thunder Rosa against Britt Baker. I expect. Yeah. Have they done that? Uh, Rosa against uh, Jamie Hayter. Did that happen already on on Friday? That was supposed to be the next round of the Eliminator tournament. I don't know because I missed Rampage. I was on vacation. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure. Watch Dynamite. I'm pretty sure that's that's where we're getting to. Uh, is we're getting to it, Thunder Rosa against Britt Baker as as the like real question. It hasn't happened yet. So there you go. I, I figure there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a way that you get sort of screwed out of that and and ends up coming for this little group that they have put together here. Uh, good friend Jake saying he wants Tay Conti to shoot him with a gun, and I can tell you that was a, a common sentiment in my Discord tonight. That was. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm, a, I'm more of an Art Anderson Glock guy if we're talking guns. But. <laughs> uh, small thing. And listen, uh, uh, love the all three of them wearing, wearing the matching colors. It's just that simple. I'm an easy guy to please. Sure. You're in a tag team, matching colors. You're in a three, triple threat, matching colors. Not that hard. You said it perfectly. You're celebrities. Always. You're rich and famous wrestlers. Making your design and your outfits should be able to. We're all wearing pink tonight. Not that hard. Loved that spot with the heels in the corner, uh, teasing around Anna, like mugging to the cameras in their own corner. Thought that was great. Um, at the end of the match, Britt sold being scared of Tay in a way that I really liked. Made her feel very legitimized for Saturday, as that is the match we're heading to. I don't think Tay has a very good chance of being the one to dethrone Britt Baker, though, on Saturday. Zoobs, what do you think? I'll tell you, nobody in this division and few people in the company, period, uh, do a better job of finding the camera in the in the match Yes. Than than Britt. She is so You're good. Absolutely that, right. That that corner spot is very much those other two going to the school of of Britt Baker and and getting that lesson of like doing a cool spot. If you're doing something healy, do it into the camera. It is an absolutely hugely beneficial. It, a huge part of that match against Thunder Rosa when she has the blood is her finding the camera and looking dead into it. Also happens at the end of this match. I think uh, probably her probably her biggest strength as a performer is that ability to like. Um, really emote that in a, in a in a large way to the home audience. So, yeah, I don't expect Tay Conti to to take that step, but I don't think she's there. I don't, and I don't think they're in any rush to get the belt off Britt Baker until somebody else is like, "Hey, I'm a meteoric star here." And I mean, I I, I think it should yeah. be, I think it should be, you know, it has the chance to uh, over deliver with with what I think are probably lower expectations than we had going into say her against Ruby or, or even her against Thunder Rosa. I think it has, it's an opportunity to over deliver. I will, I will give it that as a, as a benefit. And I think, I think in a loss, it could go quite a long way to um, helping take Conti, take that, take that step and, and in some people's eyes uh, go up a little bit. I, th- I think she's somebody that, that could come out of this with a, after a loss uh, feeling a little more valuable and a little more dangerous. You're taking the over or the under on this, Zoobs, and I'll ask the Chad as well. I'm going to set it at 14 and a half minutes. Thunder Rosa and Britt, or sorry, rather, uh, Britt Baker and Ty Conti goes longer or shorter, 13 and a half minutes. I'll probably say under. I expect like a flat 10, maybe. Uh, yeah, I th- probably under, I would say. How long was tonight? It was commercial break, but I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying under. Yeah, it looks like people saying under. Cardenza, Ben U18. Maddie Mac, all taking the under on that one, Zoops. I think they should get some time. I'd I'd like to see it. This is going to be a card that needs to cut times in some places, though. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I I'd be surprised. I say that much. Chris Statlander and Ruby Soho get a little video package teasing their match this Friday on Rampage. A little promo back and forth. 
Hi, I'm Chris Statlander. I am your leader. What do you think of these two uh, going back and forth here in this little video? I like I'm the more Statlander they can give me, the I'm I'm totally in. I think um we're starting to see the steps made of the person start to match the moveset that had us both can't, but months ago we both came on the show and we were like, What the fuck just happened? Like what match was that? Her and I who? Can't remember, but she was Was it Nyla? It might have been where it was just like she jumped off the screen where it was like, Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was where did one. this come from? Who is this? Uh um, and of course the return in Arcade Anarchy, I think we both really liked a lot too. Correct. And the association with with uh the best friends has has done a lot for her. And I think she you know, we we've talked a couple times that um this division has space for stars to come in. They have space for, for people to make up ground, and they have space for someone to really claim that spot aside Ruby as a bona fide threat babyface top draw. And uh, I don't know. More and more, I'm uh, I'm happy to see extra Chris Statlander on my screen. Totally agree. I think I'm even more into Chris Statlander than I am Ruby Soho still. Really like Chris Statlander. Ruby. Jungle Boy and Anthony Bones are up next. Uh, Zoops, Jungle Boy coming out with a little a little growth on the face, which is going to prompt our first keep it or kick it of the evening. Now, Zoops, I know you don't know the rules, so I'll reiterate them for you, even though I'm sorry, chat, bear with me. I know you all know the rules, but this guy, the Zoops, he can't remember them to save his life. If you head on over to your emoji bar, maybe Maddie Mac, you could throw the kick and keep emotes in the bar. You'll see two feet, one keep, one kick. I... Mr. 50K Josh C will give a wrestling prompt, a sentence of something from the world of wrestling. And you, the Brainiacs in the chat, must tell me if you want to keep that prompt, which means you like it, you love it, you want some more of it, or you kick that prompt, which means you hate it, you despise it, and you never want to see it again. Zoobs, do you now understand the rules of keep it or kick it? 100%. Zoobs, keep it or kick it. A full Jungle Boy repackaging. New name, new gimmick. New music. I'm going to wait a minute to let the Brainiacs chime in, but I, I am, this is a no questioner. Nice boy online saying, Zoobs will get it one day. He's a smart guy. Listen, Juice, I gave up hope on that. We know what it is. I, I, I generally get it on the timeline. It's on the show. It's a little, I get a little nervous. That yeah, when the lights are the on. The lights are on. The camera, I, I, see, I see myself on, you know, it's. Uh, People think it's easy. Puppy. People think they can just walk in. You know what I mean? And then you watch uh, the call-in segments, and you go, oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, very easy keep for me. Uh, it's never been a thing that makes a ton of sense. We just talked about um, Brian Danielson and the thought that goes into what he does and the thought that goes into his moveset and the thought that goes into everything. Uh, I don't see a lot of he was raised in the jungle in anything he does other than the, I like Tarzan Boy. I love that song. And they they've nailed it. The way it goes down, but um, I don't know. To me, it to me is like they seem to have the idea that he is a future top guy, right? We've talked about that mm -hmm. a couple of times. Where he's being positioned or treated as if he's a guy that they have in the future top guy aspirations. Uh, I don't see somebody called Jungle Boy being a top guy aspiration guy. I think you have to be a little more. Not that you have to be serious. You know what I mean? It, it, it can be a fun thing. It can be that but um i think i think you need to repackaging here if he's going to take that next step yeah me too yeah i uh i don't want to say jurassic express has been a failure i just think that i like luchasaurus more than anybody and i think that 
Jungle Boy is a good talent. I do think maybe people want to overstate a little bit how good he is. I think he's very good in ring. Um, but I don't know if the it factor, when you contrast him, and we'll talk a little bit more about the pillars in the, the later on in the show. When you contrast him with Darby Allen and MJF, he doesn't feel on their level to me. Right. And I think that a shift out of the jungle, if you like, could maybe be the thing that would do it. So, but it looked like maybe a 60 40 split for keeps in the chat pretty close, but, but the people slightly with me. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that is sort of how it goes. Um, Beverly Hills Perry, Bearcat Perry, Sideshow Jack Perry. Bearcat Perry, you know that. <laughs> That's a cool thing. Yeah, low key. Yeah, low key. Low key, nice with it. Um, Without sick Nick in the chat, no one's using bits to let me take a hit. If, if any of you have bits, please send them. <laughs> You're free to do as you please. You're not. Uh, nah, but I like. You know, it's in the keeping of the show. It's true. To, it makes people feel like they're a part. Actually, you know what? I have I have bits on my account. Hold on. Can you spend some bits? Happily. My sport online asks: Can you elevate Jungle Boy to Jungle Jack Perry? There you go, big dog. And make Jurassic Express a contender. Oh my god. <laughs> three of them. I, 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 those are all three of those are yours. The show I've I've learned my lesson on this show. And it, it has all to right. be a post show thing. If I do it during the show, I get in my head and the show becomes much, much worse. Well, maybe I'll throw to you and then do these three hits because it might be a disaster afterwards. <laughs> and this this pen is the real damn deal. I bit off more than I can chew. Yeah, I'll do all three, Jason. Don't worry. I'm no you know, I'm not one of these. I, you come here, you're gonna get the real deal. You're gonna play my song and I'm gonna dance. Uh Zoops. I, I don't like Max Caster. I don't know why people pretend that these things are funny or that he's a good rapper, but I think Anthony Bowens is very strong. I like how much he talks in ring, and I mostly liked this match with a, a couple off moments. Where are you on the acclaimed? Where are you on Max Caster? Where are you on Bowens? And here's to uh, Jason, Maddie Mack, and of course, my big brother, the Zoops. I think I'm closer to Paul than uh, I'm on the Max Caster scale than you are. I, I don't. Uh, I don't hate Max Caster. I I have some time for the like. Listen, the, the rapping to the ring is a extremely low floor thing to do. Uh, we've seen rapper gimmick be really bad many 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 times. I do at least appreciate that he has something new every time. It's a, it's, it's generally relevant to what's happening in the world. He makes references to what's going on, and it is tailored to the opponent. So I do appreciate that, and it's not like. What we've traditionally seen is rap, where it's like, you know, my name's Max Caster, and I'm here to say, like, it's like it's 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 legitimately how people rap, and it is sort of that is how battle rap, uh, sort of happens, and he usually does get one good jab in. So I have more time for it than most. Um, I haven't I haven't seen a single moment in the ring where I was like, oh, this guy's got the whole package, though. Um, which I think maybe is why it's a little bit more of like he's coming out as Bowen's sort of shoulder guy. Whether that's an injury thing or just sort of where he is in his development, um, so yeah, I, I would say I'm higher on on Caster than you are. Uh, I, and I watch the he does he does he does a freestyle every week uh, about the sports world that I usually watch on on his Instagram. So I will admit, <clears throat> yeah, I mean if you're gonna bring sports into the equation, the Zoom's fighting set very yeah. hard to concentrate otherwise. So you're gonna have his full attention at a minimum. Zoom's okay. And you know, listen, I think you know the business professional rep. I think you see through the thing like you're wearing x-ray goggles. But are Max Caster's sensibilities of jokes that far from Chris Jericho's? Mm. No. Or yeah. is it the the rhyming and delivery sort of 
it's like okay at least that's a second layer than just doing sort of dated lame jokes yeah i think i think the, the delivery allows him to get away with a level of corniness and silliness that otherwise okay. um listen does it does it often veer into a place that i don't find funny and don't have a lot of time for absolutely absolutely sure. it does there's there's many occasions the one he got suspended for i was like yeah absolutely that's just like mm-hmm. stupid there's no need to go there um i think i think you know tiptoeing that line it can be difficult and dangerous and quite often it does go into like the jericho uh level but um i do think he buys himself a little bit of goodwill with with the delivery and with the um at least it's true to himself i'll I'll give it that i suppose it seems to be a a true reflection of himself and he's not a guy that doesn't want to be a rapper going out there being told to rap the next time the Zoobs gives a non-thought-out great take will be the first time, Zoobs. Thanks for such a thorough answer on that one. I'll I'll try to look at it through that lens next time he comes out and is like, the acclaimed, the acclaimed, I can't explain why my show is called Wrestling Brain. You can rap it's yourself just, there. Oh, I would dust rap. You, me and Matt Castor, if we, you know, if it was the, what do they call that one in Toronto? King of the, king of the something? <laughs> King of the what Dot. Yeah, King of the Dot. King you put me and Max Caster and King of the Dot. People are cheering <laughs> me and booing him. Because stepping a mystery 50k, that's a sin. I guess, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess King of the Dot is a bigger deal than I, than I, I guess it is AOTD. Yeah, that's, that's true. That, that is a place, isn't it? Thing on the internet. <laughs> only, only from what I hear. Um, Zeus, wow, those three in a row. Uh, let me tell you, I, am, I, am I still in the game somewhat to you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm stronger man than I. Can't anyway. get me off my game. Zooms, I'd like to talk, though, and shift a little bit now to Anthony Bowens, who I thought – I saw some tweets on the timeline saying, wow, it's 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 great having Anthony Bowens wrestle more. I think Flube, who, who we've had on the show before, I like, was saying, oh, you know, like this idea to, to have him wrestle more. I, I don't know if I'm quite there, but I, I could understand where somebody would get into Anthony Bowens in ring. He – ironically, the Bowens-Owens connection, he might run his mouth in ring more than anybody – on all of AEW, which is a trait that I really like. I love when Owens is just talking junk. Uh, of course, over in New Japan, Zack Sabre Jr. does this a ton as well, and I, I really enjoy that. I, I did think that maybe him and Jungle Boy just didn't have the best chemistry. Like, it wasn't a bad match, but there were some things where the connections were coming in kind of soft, and I felt they were not full-on cooperative, but just going through the motions. Did you like this match a little bit more than me, or more specifically? What did you think of Anthony Bowens in it? I think I actually liked it less than you. Uh, Bowens has not popped for me in the way that he seems to have popped for a, a few, mm. a few pope, a few people. Um, yeah, it hasn't. It hasn't caught for me. I, I'm willing to let, let myself get there, but I would say that uh, I don't think it has. Just for me personally, as a, as a matter of sort of the way things have gone on, I've seen a couple of things. I, you know, one of those one of those these people like you should watch Dark this week. It's, it was actually quite good, and I tuned in. And it, a bunch of it was a Bowens like a. Yeah. 17 minute singles match and i was like yeah, all right well <laughs> yeah you, somebody's, you're somebody's lying to watch that <laughs> somebody's yeah. somebody's lying you know yeah, what i mean you should be dming me not zooms about that yeah. I mean, you, you got a better chance like you said it zooms to the moon than watching an 18 minute dark match um, somebody's telling tales uh somebody's telling tales yeah so uh, listen i i, I think, good friend jake liked the match so we trust yeah. good friend jake and he's got here, great so, taste he's he's, yeah. he's called in many times and never been wrong i and what a presence call me nice boy online saying he's very good but does, but there's enough very good guys that it doesn't seem all that special. Yeah, the talent bar in AEW is definitely getting higher. And if you were to contrast what I think with the roster, even at this time last year, 
there would be a noticeable step up, especially at the bottom end of the card. So yeah, good point by Nice by Online there. Yeah. Zoobs doesn't like Bowens because he doesn't have main event nips. Zoobs, is this true? True or false? <laughs> I mean, I I personally hadn't gone out of my way to make that connection, but that, that could be subconsciously what's going on. Will's, hey, my Will, name Will is Will. It, Nobody I know to miss either. Will sees it pretty sharp, so. Feliz Navidad, Will. You guys were talking about uh, your favorite Christmas songs earlier. You were, yes, you were, we you, were. You, you, you heard Feliz Navidad in the mall, I think you said. Oh, in the airport, yeah. In the airport. Uh, it was, whew, that's, that's the best one. Yeah. You couldn't convince me otherwise. I've always liked, um, I want to wish, like that part. Yeah. I've always liked, uh, got a, uh, rest ye merry gentlemen because they name oh, drop, yeah. they name drop Satan in that song, which is like, this is a yeah. Christmas carol and they call out Satan by name. Yeah. I like that one. And I, I guess I like most of them. I'm not a listen. I, I don't spend a lot of time in public places, so I don't get like bombarded by by Christmas songs. Yeah, you know what? You know what I notice people do. You maybe you notice this too. And I'm let me let me shoot here for a, for a quick second. Mm-hmm. So this thing going around this week, the last couple of days, people be like, "Man, people need to stop talking about how it gets dark at, at five o'clock." You know, Ugh. like in newsflash, newsflash, people talk about what's going on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you want every conversation that? to be about yeah. the TV shows that you watch? Like, news, people talk about the weather when it's when it snows. It's not. I, I, can I go a step further, Zoops? Yeah. Talking about the weather rocks. Absolutely right. It's it's bonding. It's like, oh, there's nothing. I don't know what to talk to this person about. It's like, well, here's a starting point. Yeah. And like, people, newsflash, people are you're, so cynical. You're not that interesting. The people complain about that. You're just not that interesting. Uh, or another I, I promise, I promise if you run into me somewhere and you're like, let's talk about the weather, we're going to have a good exchange. Absolutely. Because right. I'm not a fucking maniac who's like, oh, you get that. These people talk oh, so boring. Talk about succession. Like, fuck I'm off. a boring guy. I got a brain the size of a walnut. Yeah. I, I, I like it. It's the same thing that you probably saw it. The, the, you post a picture of your pet and we'll plant a tree. People jumping all over themselves, but like, that's not real, you know? Like, no shit. I'm not a fucking, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. I like to see dogs Thanks. and cats, thank like <laughs> investigative journalist over here. Yeah. Fucking Frost Nixon taking down the guy. Unbelievable. Shout out to Fruits Are Edible in the chat talking about my long running conspiracy theory that I've been talking about on my podcast, uh, for, for over a year now. I do believe the world is getting darker. So I'm the ultimate zooms. I'm not just pandering to you saying, oh, Zoobs, you're right, because you're you know so much more famous than I am and better at this. Uh, this is a real thing I've been talking about even a year ago. I, I like to talk about this kind of thing. I knew, I knew you'd listen, agree. I knew you'd agree. It's, it does get dark out. It's crazy. Earlier like, and earlier, yeah. You're at one point in time, you're like, oh, normally this I make a dinner and the sun's still up. That happens. You're used to the one thing and then there's a change. Stuff, like people want to talk about up. stuff that's happening. It's not, it's not some, it's not something it, again, it's always it's always the people, it's always yeah, the people. You're who, right. Who are or like you know we don't even talk about this fucking every. It's like you have nothing interesting to say. What do you want me to do? Learn learn the name of some American politician who I yeah. don't care about, who only exists oh, for me to I hate. Barely stay awake through you even bringing it up. Right? Oh, that's what they want me to do. They want me to they want me to quote tweet. They want me to quote tweet an American politician whose entire existence is about it's making melting. life worse for people. Anyway, melting. yeah, no, the, the oh, the worst. Anyway, Bobby Fish comes out at the end of this match. What do you think of this? Yeah, uh, listen, I wanted Eric Hartman, our pal, pointed out on Twitter. He asked the Wrestling Brain account, which, of course, if you're enjoying this show, even after the fact, you can go on over to Twitter and give us a follow at Wrestling underscore Brain. If I don't say uh, I don't want to brag, but I think it's a very good wrestling Twitter account. that has got none of the lame shit most of them have. OK, uh, go give that a follow. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we never just rephrase an article and, and we would never do it. Yeah. 
Anyway, I got a lot of problems with these people, you know? Yeah, Zooms is on fire tonight. He missed me, I think. I think the Zooms, he, he didn't get the he didn't get to release the valve even a little last week. No, and but hang on. That sounds like maybe I'm I'm shooting on sick Nick. I Nick is amazing, and thank you so much for stepping in, uh, Nick. And uh you couldn't I think everybody knows how much I love sick Nick. I was, was I was just teasing. Yeah, he was excellent. But the Zooms likes to it's like a hard, you, you got, you're hard, you got hard shoes to fill, man. And I, I said this to you. We said many times last week after the show, we don't know how Josh does it. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you how it's, it's, it's very easy. I'm three hours earlier than you guys. Not the, so when it's, it's, it's not it's so it's much not later the, for you guys than it is for not me. the awakeness. It's the, it's the, you recap the show and yet bring a fresh energy to it. We, we get, we got caught last week. We were both just like reading our notes, right? We're like, and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened, this happened. It's very hard. Very hard. We, we all bring something to the table, though. There's there's no getting around that. And I do I appreciate the kind words, but uh, w- when you talk about making scenes like Sick Nick does, or just the order and ideas factory that that you are, the I, I, what do I bring to those tables? I don't even compete. It's I don't I don't leave home plate. Anyway, we're way, we're way off. I I distracted I'm everybody. So with sorry. The, no the, problem. The, Let the me get into it here, Zoobs, because this is something I'm desperate to talk about, and another keep it or kick it coming up right around the corner here. A Miro and Brian Danielson promo. Now, presumably this was filmed before his match with Rocky Romero, which, you know, a little insulting to Rocky. He said, oh, wow, we figured he'd win. Boy, I loved this one, Zoops. What a line from Miro here I had to write down. My God didn't bless me. He feared me, just like you should, Brian. Great stuff here is the Redeemer is uh, angry at God. I think a really interesting angle to take for his character. I think... Like, there was a, a fear of mine that it was going to be kind of a rash change. I was like, oh, is he going from, like, God's champion to super atheist or something? But I like that there's, like, he is, this is a more accurate version of how people actually leave religion. Is There's usually a middle zone where they're sort of struggling with it, like R.E.M. said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, eh, Zoops? <laughs> uh, what do you think of this package, uh, Zoops? Yeah, awesome, awesome. I think... Uh... I think the vague allusions to his wife continue to be a good time. I, I love yes. the relationship with, with him and God. I think it's I think it's a really cool way, as you said, to sort of transition this character around and, and bring some life to it. It could very easily get stale and we and we know with any character that sort of is built in that way, it's easy for it to get stale and for it to run its course. And especially yes. once he takes once he takes the loss, right? You're like, Oh great, now where does it go? Um I think it's been a great job of evolving and you know, um Quite frankly, not really, not really saying anything. If we're if we're being honest, right? He's not not no. he's not really saying, but but it's but it's continuing to give him motivation and give him rationale and and push him forward and propel him uh, in a in a good direction. Well, the, the nice thing about archetypes or cliches or cornerstones or whatever you want to call them is Miro can be sort of unspecific, but he's operating in worlds that I think we're all really firsthand familiar with, and he can evoke feelings with, with slight nods and whatnot. Like you don't want to be a back to the seventies, eighties wrestler, one note character, but there is something in where you can already deal. People are familiar with what you're bringing to the table simply by virtue of like, he's existing within Christianity. Like I, I grew up in a very religious city in a Portuguese family. Like that, those are things I know that the rules of the game there. Yeah. Zooms, what a fuck you to New York this match is. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Especially once it becomes a banger and steals the show. Yeah. Like, what a fuck you to New York this is. You had both these guys doing nada. Rusev, oh, super over with Rusev Day at the same time. I think this is right that Daniel Bryan was wrestling Big Cass on SmackDown. 
It's like, what if we just made them way more serious and based off of one another? It would never work. And they're just like, wow, this feels like a hot program. Yeah, they, gotta have, they gotta have this was an phrases. alternate. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they, without catchphrases, how are you gonna do anything? It's crazy. Crazy how uh crazy how this has come together in in like as you said it was originally not even in the plan to in the finals and like would be awesome to see him win it i think we both talked about after he lost that title like what we wanted him to do next was move up the card and it appears he's done that he's fighting brian danielson at a pay-per-view to to have a title shot that's that's a that's positioning zooms this will lead us right on in to the earlier teased second keep it or kick it to the evening zooms this one very simple you remember the rules like it love it want more of it so it was a very simple prompt here. This Saturday at AEW Full Gear, Miro beating Brian Danielson. Better kick it. Miro beating Brian Danielson. Speaks volumes that he was the quick fill-in for Mox. Yeah, totally. Um, it's interesting because I, I, I almost want to save all my those things the the big the big win i almost want to save it all for eddie right i really ah. <laughs> and i feel like it's it's i i'm being uh greedy if i'm like and miro sure. should be brian like both punk and danielson should lose because <laughs> it would be cool um i wouldn't hate it but but then you're just sort of looking at it, it's like is he taking on is he your next guy for for um hey man or kenny and I, I don't know that it makes a lot of sense so i'm gonna kick it uh, I deep down in my heart want to keep it, but I'm going to kick it. Miro Hangman is the main event of one of those tent pole dynamites, the TBS ones. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It depends. I guess it that depends. doesn't hit my with a su- strong supporting undercard. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Uh, I guess it depends what you want Hangman's run to be. Right? Do you want him to be a guy who gets on top and runs for a little bit, or do you want it to have it to sort of immediately be? thrust upon like a different stratosphere of like okay now you're taking on danielson now you're now you're gonna have to take on punk you're gonna have to take on a different mm-hmm. level of guy maddie max saying it's tough because miro went undefeated till sammy then two in a row would be tough well one loss and a losing streak are almost two different stories right like if you want to have miro take two or three losses in a row then he loses the shine then lana joins him I, I can understand that. He loses the religion. He's got his wife back by his side. I, I think there's a way, and then you start piling on the wins. There's there's a story to be told there, but I hear what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Uh, if Hangman wins, his first feud can't be Danielson. Needs a heel opponent. Yeah, absolutely. That's if Hangman wins. If, if, if. Yeah, I was about to say. First word of your sentence there. Zooms, let's uh, settle in. I think I dropped a page. Musta, musta. We, 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 when we last spoke, Bobby Fish had taken to the ring. We were, we were about to get to our promo package: the Young Bucks, uh, Hangman Adam Page, uh, the, the video with all the different speakers. We, we were, we we're about that part of the show. He's gone, folks. We lost him. Gone forever. Just me now. And Hang the show on, is, is this it? Absolutely, absolutely garbage if it's just me. Yes. I, listen, okay. I'm making it up, you know? I don't even watch. You're absolutely right. Bobby Fish is there on Zooms. Now we get to talk about the thing we wanted to talk about all night. A CM Punk and Eddie Kingston video package. Sort of a hodgepodge of their Rampage segment. Uh, 
with some other talking heads. Really just, uh, what do you think about Eddie Kingston? Where has he been on your mind this week? Eddie Kingston has been on my mind basically nonstop uh, since Friday evening. Um, we had we talked a bunch of times on this show and in private. Uh, I think every week you came out um, and were like, how much how much longer do you want the CM Punk comes out and smiles and waves? And how much longer do you want that? And I was like, listen, man, you have to be respectful that all these cities haven't seen him yet. And he's going to continue to be a hero and that he has earned this reputation. He's earned the adulation. He's earned his moment in the sun. He's earned this. And in about 15 seconds of Eddie Kingston talking, I was like, man, fuck this guy. I hope he gets his ass kicked. Ah. Like, there's <laughs> nobody else in the planet that could make mock, that could make CM Punk feel like an asshole as quickly as Eddie Kingston did it. That, the the way that he has come out, the way that CM Punk has come out and soaked it in and smiled and sort of let himself lean back. As soon as Eddie Kingston was like, you don't fucking lean back. You don't cross your arms. You don't – no fucking way am I falling for this bullshit. I know you way too well. I am not one of these people that is fucking thrilled to have CM Punk back. It's not a dream for me to have CM Punk in the locker room. It's not a dream match for me to have CM Punk around. I don't give a fuck about you fighting powerhouse Hobbs or having problems with team Taz. I could not possibly want this more. I want Eddie Kingston to win this match. I will be emotional. If Eddie Kingston wins this match. Uh, I, it made me think back to a lot of things. I talked about you this week. I was knocked into a depression over the weekend. I was yeah. like, I was like, man, I'm putting my career in perspective. I'm putting mistakes I made in my twenties in my head. I am relating to this maybe more than I ever thought I could. And it also made me think back to when Eddie Kingston first showed up on this show. Do you remember? You remember Eddie Kingston first showing up, taking on Cody. Oh, to Cody, yeah, sure. And you know, you were already obviously always already there. And I, it was a it was a warm up to me. It was a warm up of being like every week Eddie would come out, and there was a bit of like he was with the Death Triangle, and it hadn't quite. And then he got the the everything from the barbed wire death match on, where it was like. That friendship. Well, I think Mox. the Mox feud right before. Absolutely it, right. That that love hate with Mox and Mox's thing being like, listen, man, I love you and I know you and I understand you and you're here and I'm here with you and we're gonna do this together. Um, that vulnerability from him really giving him purpose and grounding him in this universe and letting him be Eddie Kingston uh, has been so meaningful and he has grown so much in such a short time and it's so cool for me as somebody who listen i knew of eddie kingston in roh i knew of eddie kingston in previous places always knew him as a guy that delivered a great passionate promo and we talked about many times he had the tag of not being a great in-ring guy um it's amazing for me as somebody who has had career struggles who has had people when i was in my mid-20s be like man you're a really talented guy you just it's never consistent. You you do one great thing, then you're stoned at work for six months, or you you're just like you don't seem to care enough to be great every week because being great is not easy. It is about showing up every week and being dedicated, and it's about networking. It's about being good to your boss and playing the game. And uh, it's neat to me to look back on all my experiences with Eddie Kingston and know that he was going through things that I was going through, and seeing him here now and him. Stepping right up to Punk and being like, 
I am not a bum, man. I main evented Full Gear last year. I'm in here every week while you've been enjoying the fucking great life that you build for yourself. Took seven years off and fucked off and left me. I almost sold my house. I almost lost it all. When the pandemic came, I thought I was fucking done. Like, I've been there, and I understand it. And it all capping off uh, with the Players' Tribune article the other day. Uh, man, you'd have to be pretty cold to come out of Friday's promo and that article and not be like, I really hope Eddie gets his moment here. Doesn't, maybe he doesn't have to be a win. He even said he doesn't really care about wins and losses. But you, I really, more than anything, it's the title of this episode. It's the title of, it was the push alert. It's the title of the stream. I want to, and I'm glad you gave me the platform here, just to make sure that I am properly giving Eddie Kingston his flowers, letting him know in the same way that he was like, listen, I'm going to talk about struggling with alcohol and pills because too many of my friends didn't talk about it and then they fucking died. And it could have been me and it, it very easily could have been him. Um, I want to let everybody know and let Eddie know. He's not going to hear it, but I just want to vocalize it that I want to give Eddie his flowers and that he means a fucking ton to people. He means a ton to me right now. I am more invested. We talked about this. I can't believe that we are now – Three days away from Kenny versus Hangman. And I, I, how many months did I come on here and talk about how much Hangman meant and how much I was invested in Hangman's story? And we're going to get back there at the end of the show. They brought me back. But what Eddie Kingston has done in a fucking week, in a week and a half, two weeks, what he has done, the, the, what he has. About 10 minutes. It, it really feels like he has figured out who he is in every facet of his life. And it, Took him a little longer than it took a lot of people. He got to see everybody he worked with become a champion. He got to see ROH get completely drained and everybody he worked with go on to WWE and become a champion. And now they get to all come over to AEW and make a new thing and live their wrestling dreams. And everyone's been to the mountaintop. And he is just now at 38 years old. Just now is he getting even a modicum of the respect and the attention. Um, it's beautiful and it means the world to me. And I, Cannot wait for this match on Saturday. This is my – it's crazy to say that on the same card as Kenny and, and Hangman. This this is as much as I've looked forward to a match all year long, for sure. First of all, it was incredibly sad, as eloquent as ever. But I got to say, when a seat's hot, you don't walk away from the table. Let me just throw it right on back to you if you don't mind. When you think about rooting interest in wrestling – and the part of wrestling that is real, where you care about somebody winning and losing, not only in a sense of moving up the card, but there's some sort of meta interest. Where would you stack CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston in terms of your personal want-to-win interest? Is this, for me, the matches that crossed my mind would be like Punk Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. Like, it really, you have to have that real thing going on. Is this number one for you with the, after this this impassioned promo that you have, or at least among it? It's got it's got to be. It's 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 amazing that these are happening the same night. It's like it's this and Hangman Kenny, and it's like they're happening <laughs> in the same night. It's what a company we've, we've stumbled into. And I I do want to sort of also point out, and it, it was in the chat, and it's absolutely a great point from Flats Three. Um, and I'll, part of what makes this so good and what makes this so uh, an incredible story is Punk is also right. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Eddie always has excuses. Eddie doesn't win. Eddie hasn't gotten it done. Eddie didn't live up to the standard and he is blaming other people, which is also correct. 
that's what makes this so gripping is like that's how life works man it's mm-hmm. it's 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 not always like here's the good guy here's the bad guy he's right he's wrong they're both right they both believe it they both have their hearts in it um i'm just so excited i'm so fired up i'm so and listen only only the biz and only a story like eddie's where like i'm part of what makes it so much like i really really want eddie to win is this idea of like no chance Eddie wins, right? Is, like mm. obviously there is a chance, but like the if, if they didn't do the promo, they didn't do that promo on Friday, and they didn't have the if it was just like oh CM, if CM Punk fought Eddie Kingston, who would win? He's like oh Punk. He's like Definitely he's punk, been right. gone for seven years. He hasn't lost to anybody. Eddie always loses. He does it, it, wins losses don't matter to him. Obviously Eddie's gonna lose. But now it's like man, it would mean the fucking world if Eddie won this match. And 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 you put it perfectly before like. This is a Mick Foley thing. Well, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to become a conqueror. Doesn't have to become a champion. He just needs to win once in that spot. You know what I mean? The odd meaningful win. It, it'll mean more than than a year long title reign for for another guy. Let me just loop the chat in on this discussion if we can, Zooms, because I think you're as on fire as you've ever been, and I'm loving it personally. I feel like I'm just taking it in. But to you in the chat, let's get to our third keep at our kick of the evening, which I did on the timeline today, but I did want to get the temperature of the Brainiacs in the chat. Eddie Kingston beating CM Punk at full gear. Keep it or kick it. Now, keep in mind, I'm wearing a I Feel Like Punk shirt. Let's just... I show you the back of this one, Zeus? No, you, show me, you didn't show me the front of it either, frankly. You know, this... CM Punk, cult of personality, best in the world. I love this shirt. Yeah. Keeps. Fuck Punk this week, says McVander Hughes. It's amazing. It's just just amazing how how that's happened. There's this universal, like, ah, you know, it's been nothing but adoration, and, like, I can't believe Punk is even back. This is so amazing. And then immediately, Eddie Kingston walks out and says two words, and we're all like, you know what, actually? Fucking kick his ass, Eddie. Fucking kick his ass. So Fast Dave, the only one kicking it so far. And I'm with Fast Dave, for the record. I don't think this is the spot to have Eddie Kingston win yet. I think this snowball... I think Eddie Kingston feels like the main character of AEW right now. But he feels like a snowball tipping over the hill to me. I think he's going to have every eye on him on Saturday night in a way that he hasn't in his career, which is a, a masterwork. And I don't want to, but we've said so many glowing things about punk over the past couple months that I think we can, you guys know how much we love punk. You all know how much we love punk. Uh, but it's this a is Eddie Kingston. It's a testament to punk that this angle is as hot as it is. It's e- easy to give Eddie all the credit, but again, punk is a, punk is a huge component of this. Ironically, Eddie Kingston sharing a card with Brian Danielson, who is I think the person we have to learn from here. The initial extinguish only makes you want it more. I think Eddie Kingston can lose. And then the things Punk was saying get true. We start to see an Eddie Kingston who is taking it a bit more seriously, who you can maybe see him getting jacked. He's going to seize this opportunity in AEW. And then eventually, I think he beats Punk, but he gets big wins against hated heels along the way. The long game is Eddie Kingston beating CM Punk. But the short game is hateable people against Eddie Kingston. Just my opinion. I love it. 
Listen, it's going to be emo- even if even if punk if punk beats him, it's still going to be an emotional night. It's still going to be amazing. I, I'm still completely invested. I'm, and, uh, and let me say here, so I can say, hate to say, I told you so, because this was all over the Twitter timeline this week. People say, oh, this feud is so good, but it, it can't be match of the night in ring, <laughs> folks. You're misunderstanding professional wrestling. You're misunderstanding it. You're misunderstanding Eddie Kingston's wrestling ability. The the investment factor. Yeah, how, how do you remember when we used to get callers telling me Eddie Kingston was bad in ring? Remember how heated I would get? I'm above that now. He <laughs> can never get to me. Uh, this this feud couldn't possibly be tailored to his style better. This is primed for a match of the night. The exact match Eddie Kingston is known for these all Japan. Listen, Terry Funk went over and brought the NWA title to Japan. That's what this is going to look like. It's NWA Punk against AJPW Eddie Kingston. My hype for this match. This is my match of the night already. Can't wait for this one. Gumby gets it. GWGI Gumby. Gumby who gets it? Gumby always gets it. Let's move on, Zoobs. Will or Yuta is in the ring with Wardlow. Well, where you? What'd you think of this match here, Zooms? Oh, great, excellent. I love a good, I love a good old fashioned big guy against small guy. And guess what? The big guy just fucking throws him through the earth. Absolutely. You know what vibes I was getting off of Wardlow tonight? Our guy, Big Dave Batista. Ooh. Including a little bit of greenness, mm-hmm. like Willer being faster and a better in ring worker. Wardlow did feel a step behind or like snatching out a bit points, but they even built that into the story with the constant below the leg spots. But I was getting Batista vibes off of Wardlow. The huge and boy doing Willer no favors on that third power bomb. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the HFO is out. The best friends are out. The big schmoz. Yeah. Hardy family office. Listen, I'm the. You know how much I love Matt Hardy, though, Zoops. Yes. Give us one. Broken! <laughs> That's not what I got to say about Matt Hardy. I thought he saved the segment at the end as Matt Hardy does. Uh, respect to our pal Matt Hardy. Now we get the shot of Eddie Kingston attacking Punk backstage in the parking lot. This was fun, eh? The pull awesome. I love the I love the different uh, characters around them. Like, I love that you know, sometimes you see people trying to get involved and you're just like, okay, what are you doing? I love, I loved Ruby's like very much trying to like make eye contact and calm him down very much in the way somebody that knew Eddie and loved Eddie would do in that situation. I thought that was yep. great. I loved him doing the fired up walk away and then trying to run. around. <laughs> I, I think this is awesome and would have been hard to get to. We, we talked on the show or on the, on the basically we talked about are we going to see them um on this show tonight are they are they going to do are they going to be on the show and i was like after that players tribune they have to do a video package and they he has to put in facetime but it's hard especially with how good friday was they they can't very well share a ring and cut promos and they can't very well um have one of them show up without the other one being so mad that they that they run into it without everything being a big huge smile. i think this is the nice middle ground of like Continues to push forward how much they hate each other and that they cannot stop yapping at each other. And no matter how much they probably should leave it alone and just walk away, neither one of them is able to do that just because of who they are yeah. in their nature. And Eddie is very much the guy that like would tell himself to just walk away and then hear one more thing and be like, 
fucking okay. Like that's it's it's very much into who these two guys are. And um, listen, I'm never gonna sit here and say there was there was too much Eddie Kingston here. Fuck, I love Eddie Kingston. Fuck. They have put themselves in a position though. The moment that bell rings on Saturday, they have to charge one another, right? Yeah. This can't be a test of strength, feeling each other out. One. They no. got a car crash. Yeah, nor do I like when like when Zoobs and I tete a tete. You know, there's no, there's no feeling out process. It's you know a six foot nine Goliath against you know the Portuguese. We got a, a Bushido, a fighting spirit. You know, so it's it's always a good match when the Zoobs and I link up. Leo Rush and Dante Martin are out. Uh, love Leo Rush dressing like Dante Martin is a sort of a means to like a lot of this match is Leo trying to corrupt him, and I felt like wearing the gear and trying to like rope him in is part of it. Taking on Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel. Um, rather than focus on the match, I want to know what you think of the Leo Rush in AEW and then Leo Rush with Dante Martin pairing. I did like, I like the little tiny, like Leo Rush is trying to, um, continue to build the trust with Dante Martin. And, and we still don't really know what, to what end or to what payoff. You can assume there's some nefariousness that eventually is going to be at play here, but I really did like that subtlety and, and sort of that, that influence. It's, it's one thing yeah. you'll see, like, a guy will take on a manager or will take on a partner, will take on a someone as, you know, part of their um group and it, it just sort of it just ends up that they come out together and they're and they're together. I think it's a great there's some great subtleties to this character and to this partnership that like um really works in the favor of Dante Martin, who I think we both agree, like in terms of physical ability and hang time is unparalleled. But there's if anybody's paralleled by Leo Rush. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's the it's everything else, of course, that we're trying to fill in to make a great character, to make somebody that we feel yes. more. Um and I think Leo Rush is is doing a very good job of of filling in those blanks and helping him grow in that way. And I do want to point out before we mm-hmm. really, really enjoy uh Moriarty, a guy that I I know basically nothing about, um on a show with a lot of great technical skill. Uh, fits right in and 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 really does sort of feel like a a, a nice piece that could have a, a a place on the roster as a as an important guy. Agree with what you said about Lee Moriarty. I thought he stood out like two or three times in this match. It's like, oh, I didn't actually. I'll be honest. This was my first time ever being like, oh, okay, Lee, okay, go off. But uh, Soups, I'm just buying what Leo Rush and Dante Martin are selling. I see the world with these two. I suspect it is probably leading to an angle where the brother comes back and then it's they're, you know, kicking out Leo and all those sorts of things. Uh, I still think I've told this story so many times. I won't do it again, but the Leo rush Marty Skrull ring of honor match that uh, won me over. And then the Leo rush Joey Janela's two match before the ladder match. I just am such a Leo rush fan. And I think that he needs to do that black heart character that he was doing in GCW here on the big stage. I really, I genuinely think if you were looking at somebody in like the C list who could be a main eventer, I legitimately see that uh, for Leo rush. And I'm starting to see it in Dante Martin too. So uh, really liked this match. Thought everybody but Matt Seidel stood out to me, which is almost even a credit to Matt Seidel, who is a guy who seems to never be in bad matches. And uh, you have to at some point start recognizing that. You, you, you just give him the old, the old fourth best. You just, you just give him. Did you just do that? I wouldn't describe something that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a psycho. <laughs> when I say something's good, I'm saying it's good. You said everyone except 
at Side Out. You instead of attempting I was to phrasing those three, I wasn't even trying with Matt. You tried to rope a bit, you know. Like, <laughs> you almost made the podium, Matt. So I know, okay. You can't, you can't buy chemistry like this, folks. You can't. Well, you can. You just both got to be Portuguese Canadian, <laughs> which we are. I had somebody reach out and DM me for who was traveling to the Portugal next month. And like, do you have Feels anything? Good. And I was like, buddy, I have, I have three paragraphs of things. I infographics right, I was sending him. How to order coffee in Portugal, I sent them. Guys Chapel saying, Leo's doing what Big Bunny Matt Hardy couldn't do. He's making it believable. Yeah, Leo's doing a great job of that. And thank you for the first time chat. Guys Chapel. And the fall. Uh, Love it. Zoobs, I will uh, take this opportunity to plug my Patreon, exclamation mark Patreon in the chat. That's how you get into my wrestling-based Discord if you want to chat wrestling. With the damn hunks, some of the greatest takes of wrestling go on in there. I also have a bunch of episodes up over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Zoobs and I wrapped up the season uh, heels. I put out. Uh, I put. Out, I can't remember the last thing I put out. Oh, did, uh, ROH the invasion. Ring of Honor invasion. Boy, that did bad numbers. I put a lot of thought into that. If you saw the amount of paragraphs I wrote out for that, no one listened to it. No one cares. But okay. if maybe you do, five dollars patreon.com slash j zero shc. Uh, I talked about how I would book a Ring of Honor invasion to AW. No, no one listened though. Matty Mack did, I think, was the one person. Rob Russo in the chat saying Wrestling Brain. Hello, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> more and more wonderful political commentators are saying Wrestling Brain. I love Rob. So pilled. I, I, I was re- so pilled as I mentioned them in front of my entire family this year. You did mention this. Told my mom I was Rob also has good taste. When yeah. Rob's like, "Oh, this movie's good," I'm like, "That's a person I trust." Thought I was joking. My mom thought I was joking. Like, no, I'm legitimately, <laughs> no, I'm not, absolutely not playing around. But uh, in my writing, we didn't have that option. Oh, Jason's saying that he also did listen to the Ring of Honor one. So I two people, Mac. Like, yeah, yeah, and two two of the smartest people around. So that's that's fine. I mean, I'm just saying, I thought it would. I was like, oh, this is in the news. I mean, you were, you, you were headed to vacation, you, you know. You know. Yeah. It did come out while I was on vacation, so I didn't get the promo order. Yeah, what people like, this guy's taking off. What is he? What is? He? Yeah, they're like, oh, fuck this guy. And I get it. They were giving you, they were giving you the Cena, uh, the rock thing, where it's like this part-timer <laughs> heading, out, true. heading out to Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that, that legitimately feels like what happened. All right, Zooms, uh, you gave a, a very long, great, loquacious answer. In the last segment there when we were talking about Kingston and Punk. And I think, goddamn, you might do it again here as we talk about Dax Harwood wrestling Pac. I would say, when I'm saying these are two of your favorite 10 uh, wrestlers on the roster, I'm not speaking out of school, am I? I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. Um, They're roughly somewhere in there. Yeah. Listen, brother. Rob, oh. you missed you missed Zoobs is as excited for Kingston and Punk. I mean, Zoobs is excited for that. I did like seven minutes flat on that. Uh, well, first of all, the, maybe the greatest brain buster I've ever seen in my life off the top rope here. Like we can get into this. We can get into everybody knows how I feel about Dax the Axe. Everyone knows how I feel about Pac. Everyone knows that I love Dax Harwood singles matches. In terms of I very rarely do I point out single moves. Uh, this is ridiculous. That this is a television match. This is a, this is a movie that just happens during it. That's, that's absurd. That's absurd. Absurd television. Um, Absolutely Zoo's bait, as we use as a term phrase. I love seeing when a guy in a tag team, such as Dax the Axe, gets an opportunity to say, hey, man, I'm still a great singles wrestler. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. Obviously, I, I specialize in tag team wrestling. I love tag team wrestling. I'm passionate about tag team wrestling. But you put me in there one-on-one against a guy who can go at a high level, such as 
Hawk, who I think we have said many times on this show, and our viewers have agreed, uh, in terms of pure skill, you, you, you go pure pound for pound, move for move, speed for speed, technique for technique. He is in rarefied air. He is what we would call S tier if we were ranked, ranking down in this. He is, you know, he's, he's Phoenix, Kenny Omega. He's that guy. You can do anything you need him to do and do it backwards, balancing on the rope. Letting Dax have a moment where he goes and hangs with this dude and has a match of the night means a lot. It fucking rocks. It's fucking whipped. What are you, fucking drunk? Of course this is amazing. Did you hear Dax's very loud fuck after the chop? You gotta love it. Funny. Gotta love it's, it. I personally don't like swearing, so I wasn't big on it. But uh, Zoobs, this was, uh, I don't know if I could say TV match of the year in the running, but God, maybe in the shade right under that. And it's really only a statement to how many great TV matches we've had this year. I loved this. Dax, like you say, reminding us that he may be better as a singles wrestler. We just did our 10 best matches in Dynamite of the year a couple of weeks ago. And in the 10 spot was Dax Harwood versus Jungle Boy. So this is not, this is nothing new for him putting on banger singles, but the, the rope power bomb, the brain buster, like you pointed out, the way he was working the leg, trying to keep Pac off of his feet. Just so much to love about this match. The, the FTR theme continues to be the earworm of earworms. I love that they've gone to a, a 70s, 80s adjacent techno thing. I just, couldn't say enough good things about this matchup, the way this match played out. But we do have to talk about the post-match as well. Enlighten me as to what the fuck this is. Because I feel like I missed... Sure. That's what I, I'm here for. I feel like I missed... Listen, I watched, the, I watched Dynamite almost as a job at this point. Religiously. So, uh, Pac wins the match. And then Cash runs out. To beat down on Pac. Because he okay, wouldn't let go of the hold, which, by the way, but, right? Yeah, because he had the, the rings of Saturn on and, and wouldn't let it go. So that makes sense. And then their post-match beat down. Then there's a blackout. And Andrade Elidolo shows up. And he has an association with the Triple A Lucha Champions, the FTR. So it's like, okay, it's 3v1 beating down Pac. He also had the problem with Death Triangle. So that makes some sense. Then Malachi Black appears. And when Malachi Black started attacking, I was like, oh, right, he's a heel. The guys are toiling with Cody so long, I couldn't figure out why this baby face was, was joining this beatdown. Genuinely confused. Um, and then the Lucha Brothers and Cody Rhodes run out for the same. Cody, coming, Cody continuing to come out from the crowd. <laughs> The concession level every week. <laughs> uh, Rob Russo saying, see, let's watch it with the F words. And frankly, I do agree. I apologize. I was fired up. I apologize. You really have a potty mouth. Guys, Chapel saying, the only thing that's bothered me tonight is the post match for most of the matches end with a circus. Yeah. Maddie Max saying, Cody that, doing that a bit of bits. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. Could Cody and Malachi just not have had a spot on the show? Like, again, I'm not in favor of them still interacting, but this weaving, I, I think it played as muddled and. Not confusing, like I understood what was going on, but it was, it just did, if you're trying to sell a pay-per-view, now we have the tag match. What even is it? It's Andrade and Malachi versus Cody and, I guess, Pac. Yes, I believe that is it. It'd be a good match, right? And they coexist, though, you know? <laughs> well, that's, you gotta wonder, because Andrade and, uh, and Malachi have the, we're both pals with Selena Vega thing. One, of course, yeah. her husband um, and the other. Yeah. Ace has multiple angles to this one, but they all made sense. I think uh, for me, it's, it's not that they don't make sense. It's that I don't feel like they're necessary. That, that, you understand what I'm saying, right? 
Did Malik, does Malachi make sense there? Can we say that? I guess, he doesn't not make sense, I suppose. I, I don't know that he makes his affiliation he, with Andrade is so strong. Yeah. If he knows, I guess if he knew, I wouldn't have minded if he came out after Cody, right? If he knew Cody was coming, it made a little more sense to me. Right. I don't know that it does. That I'm with sense. you. I don't, know that it, I don't know that it does make sense. TBH. Here we go. Cody Rhodes. He's the man now. Cody Rhodes. He's a My daddy's name was Dusty Rhodes. And he was really famous. My brother's famous too. Uh, an MJF Darby package before the main event zooms with Excalibur and JR is talking heads. I thought this was great. I, I thought the non-live Darby talking is always going to be a little bit stronger, especially across somebody as potent as MJF. They feel like equals. I don't know who's going to win this match. Um, can't wait for this one. Could be an absolute potential show stealer. What do you think of this package? And give your thoughts on the match coming up Saturday as well. Yeah, I think it continues to be, as you said, it is, it is the strength. It's the best position to put. Um... You know, Darby in is that video package is the black and white. Can I come? Uh, black and white video package. Artsy is the place to put him. In, and I do like the use of the announcers as putting over like the. Um, this is the pillars. This is this is the conversation that, that MJF had. That That is what this is. This is uh, a measuring stick of sorts for these guys. So um, I'm excited to see because I, I do sort of view this as a. um a status check for these guys that as to where they are, as to who they, who they have the backing for, um, what they're mm -hmm. going to have MJF do here and next. He's a really compelling guy to me. And, and I think we've talked about, we both think probably sky is the limit in terms of, of who he can be in this company as the top, uh, as the top villain. I think, um, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's a, it's a heavy card with a lot of heavy hitting on it. And this is another, he's as, as we go through this episode, I find myself, I'm just like, geez, that's that's a lot of things that are very intriguing. We're talking about mm -hmm. four or five things where it's like, shit, that's gonna be four again. I'm sorry, this is gonna be a, it's gonna be a great <laughs> night on Saturday. I'm, I'm gonna be a little, there's a lot of things to pick at and a, and a great menu, if you will, depending on what you're hungry for on the weekend. You're gonna be satisfied with some a lot of good stuff. MJF should win this match, in my opinion. I yeah. think MJF should beat all the pillars. I am still of the opinion that there needs to be like a rock, paper, scissors sort of like thing. The shield where they, yeah. They're each going to have their little weakness. But I would be okay with MJF winning this one. I think MJF beating beating Darby makes sense to me. And I think he gets so much mileage out of it. And then once he's like, oh, they all suck, they all suck. Then the first one of the three of them to get that win back, I feel like, can get something out of it too. I just feel like MJF is the best of the four of them. I really do. I would agree. Love Darby too, though. Thought Excalibur was good in that sequence too, by the way. I thought uh, he was saying some good stuff. Good friend Jake saying Darby should win, but I'm not upset with an MJF win. Yeah, they, I think we all think they're both really good, so tough to complain either way. MJF needs to win clean, though. Never gonna happen. That's how it works. Man, event time, Zoobs. Hangman and Kenny are out there. I like the long table so much more than sitting across from each other at a horizontal table. I thought this was a nice touch by AEW. Uh, Kenny looking like an absolute scumbag, and they're here to sign the contract 
for Saturday night's main event. Now, we've been selling this pay-per-view to people, Zeus, which if you think about it, it's kind of crazy without knowing if the main event was actually going to happen. Unbelievable. What if they didn't sign? What are they going to do? What's the you play on Saturday? Yeah. Kingston and Punk, I guess. Presumably they have signed the contract. Lucky, lucky them, eh? Lucky that they have that Kingston-Punk thing background. I wouldn't, I wouldn't save this for the last thing I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I would, would sort of make sure the title match was, was set up. But, but that, that's me. I'm, I'm built different. And isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? Hangman takes the poker chip down, right? Wins the thing that says it guarantees me a title shot. But still, still Kenny, has to sign the Kenny, still has, Kenny still has to agree, right? That's a great point. That's a great point. He should, it should really, anyway. I would have had, him, I would have had him sign it the night, the night he won the chip, right? I would have had Kenny sign going into that match, say whoever wins this match, I'm fighting them, sign it. Zeus, maybe I'm even a little sad to be admitting this. I thought Kenny was clearly the better promo here tonight between him and Hangman. I actually really liked this Kenny promo. I thought he looked like a tremendous piece of shit and was promoing like a good bad guy. The angle he took of sort of junioring Hangman was like, no, I saw something in you and you kept letting me down is an interesting angle and sort of does actually line up with the reality of sort of how their story was told I, I thought Kenny did a really good job. You know, I'm not always a fan of the Kenny promo. No, he he can he can he can fall into talking with a, a a weird cadence of a guy that isn't speaking naturally. But I thought this was really good, deep, like jerk off truth, real scumbag. Like, yeah, yes. man, I was I was bringing you along, and I was I was being nice to you. This is me being nice to you. Like, you don't see it because you have a victim complex. Like. I am. I was being nice to you. I was helping you by. Um, you know, we tried to welcome you back. Like I don't know what you want from us, man. Like we 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 let's let's shake hands and walk away. Let's you know what I mean. Like I, I care about you. I still care about you. It you you just have problems and you have shortcomings that you need to deal with. And it ended up being too much for me to deal with. So we walk. So it's not the way it is anymore. Uh, and the reveal I'm on proud Cowles. of you being the the finishing line. Absolutely I'm proud right. of you, Hangman. Oh, yeah. yeah, talk about the callus reveal. This great. The, the callus thing was that's pretty good. It's you know you're gonna get something screwy. You know it's not just gonna go off there with a handshake. The fake goatee, even though he has a mask on, and they and if you watch it, the cameraman does sort of poke into the shot once or twice during the yeah. like. You do notice that. I thought it was Nakazawa. Yeah, you do notice there's a cameraman there, and it's like you're sort of trained to be like, oops. Oops, bad framing, uh, and it pays off. Uh, I thought for all the different ways that a contract signing can go screwy, I thought this was uh, was pretty funny. And the fake goatee, even though he has a mask on. Like a chef. Chef's kiss. Like a chef. For the invisible hand. Signing Don in ink. Or signing in blood, also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Great visual. Seems like, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Did, did Hangman seem a little nervous to anybody else, or just a little off his promo game? Not as fired up? In the promos, maybe I was expecting, or am I being too critical here? I didn't think it was so bad. I I, I liked the I liked this the small shot to to Ibushi uh, and and pulling oh, yeah, into cool. pulling into a compliment, um, pulling it into. I think you've surpassed him actually, and, and I thought that was pretty cool. I thought he warmed up. Yeah, I would agree with Benny Mac off the bat, maybe a little. Yeah, a I little think I agree with that. Below where we expect, but I thought he got there. I thought he I thought he pulled it together, and it ended up being uh, pretty fiery, which is all you can really ask in a guy in his situation. Very fun segment on whole. Uh, this I'm glad that they didn't overdo this. This yeah. feud doesn't need 
it's already well mixed. It's already well seasoned. It doesn't need salt poured all over it. You know, I thought this was a, a tasteful touch going into the pay-per-view. I hope that there's nothing on Rampage besides maybe a little video segment plugging the match. I think that this was a tasteful decision by All Elite Wrestling because in in months, years past, they would definitely, you could see the Dark Order running in, the Elite running in, and it's a it's a big brawl. And everybody's, oh, we'll see you at the pay-per-view Saturday. I thought, and not there's necessarily anything wrong with that. Sometimes that works, but I don't think this feud needed that. We've seen, we know these two stories, and it was time to just put a bow on it. And I think they did that. And a nice touch to have uh, the Dark Order and the Elite shown leaving the building beforehand. I think that, I thought that was really, I thought that was neat. I thought that was a very nice little wink. And, and you know, for a night that was correctly pointed out, had uh, a ton of uh, sort of things that ended in a beatdown, and last week did as well. Um, I think it was a nice touch to have that, like, that's not going to happen here. Obviously, yeah. still something, something, something screwy was going to happen, and you know that with any contract signing, but I thought subverting that trope of, like, it's not going to be a group schmoz. It's not going to be everybody fights gang wars. Um that was nice. That was a good a good thing to show visually as well, to, to have the picture yes. in the picture. Yeah. Matty Mac saying it better than me. Chef Tony has made it perfectly. No hot sauce necessary. That's right, Matty Mac. You said it. Thank you, Tony. And that brought us off air for the go-home episode of Dynamite leading into full gear on Saturday. Mr. Zoobs. Yamahama. <laughs> is that Yamaha? It's a two-hour it's a two-hour review, my friend. How do you like that? Well, we oh, matched, it's a little pushbook, Barry. We matched Dynamite. Are you saying it was too long? No. Oh, come on. Are you uh, saying I, you missed me? I saw two people. And it flew by. Two people went to bed. That's about it. Uh, I it, it was this chemistry, this this back and forth. You gotta love it. Uh, that ends the show. Thank you to the nasty casties in the podcast. We appreciate you. I oh, appreciate yeah, they don't you. get the post show. Josh thinks you're you're all right. Um. I just think you're know. missing out on the post show. Yeah, you're missing out on the live show as well. Um, you're missing out on, on Pushbook Berry. I'm, I'm cutting out Pushbook Berry from the podcast because it would be too long otherwise. So we're gonna. I, do I love when the chat shouts out at the nasty cast. The, the live casties. chat hates you too, nasty casties. Uh, we cannot say enough that coming here live, twitch.tv slash wrestling brand immediately after the show is the best way to experience it. So you get to see our faces. You get to put us on your TV screen. You get to play Zoom's the games. Hot. You got to get me fired up this week. Uh, Anyway, that's it. Thank you. Rate and subscribe. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week on the podcast. Love and energy. Love and energy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans know wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know about this podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to go a step further, you can always take in the real show live, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain you get to the post show you get our interviews you get our calls the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain love and energy